0: Listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and we're coming to you right across Australia live from Hobart, Tasmania. And today we have David Leo joining us and normally David's up in Devonport but today he's sitting right next to me in the studio, yeah. in person which is fantastic to have you here, That's David. Awesome.
1: Happy Monday, Jason. Who Happy are Monday,
0: listeners? yes. It's great to have you down here. Now, David, uh, what brings you to uh, Hobart this weekend? Or this, this Monday, should I say, not yeah. this weekend. You came down yesterday.
1: Yes, yesterday we had um, uh, the st- uh, end-of-year staff um Party, so we we got together with um the pastors and it was the, a good, uh, radio, it was a good day, radio, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Faith FM, and you know everyone that um that works in Taz, and uh yeah, we had a, a good time together and just chat, reflect on the year, yeah, and, and, look, and looking looking out onto
0: the Derwent River was it was a yeah, nice place we uh we met yesterday.
1: Yeah, first time I've been in there, but yeah, yeah it's nice here. We had some little little uh, I don't know what you call them, little mini yachts, <laughs> yeah, going around and jet skis, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. But that's what brought us down here. And then uh, last night there were some guys who wanted to get together for basketball. So we thought, let's stay the night, you know, spend some time here and, um, yeah.
0: And so, do your program in the studio today. Uh, that's right, <laughs> that's
1: right. And we, we'll, go, we'll head back to Devonport later on this afternoon.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, David, last week uh, you were speaking with Tabitha, um, but mm-hmm. I did listen to your program. And uh, I, I know you were talking about Peter and uh, how he denied Jesus um, and then... Uh, Jesus came and, and spoke restored to him again and him. Yeah. restored him. Uh, what have you got uh, planned for us today? Or, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, so along, yeah. along that theme, I'm glad you, you summed that up. Um, what we're starting to see in Mark is a gradual, gradual story of how Jesus is being abandoned. And so people are slowly leaving him. And um, that's what I'm going to look at today. We, we looked at um, uh, Peter last week. They said he'll never do that. Um, and we're going to look at this. We're going to look at three people. Hopefully we'll get, get through it in time. But there's a, uh, I'm rewinding you a bit from the Peter story in uh, verses uh, 51 and 52 of uh, Mark 14. There's this mysterious man. We don't know his name, mm. but Mark mentions him for a reason. And uh, nothing's thrown in there randomly. You
0: know, yeah. because It seems like it's random when we read it. Se- but, uh, yeah, that's right. We, we won't give it away just yet. <laughs> not yet, not yet, yeah.
1: And, and then we've got Pilate. We've got Pilate um, encountering uh, Christ, and uh, he's in a bit of a conundrum. And then there's this guy named Barabbas.
0: Um, yeah, I've always said Barabbas. Oh, sorry. You okay. say Barabbas. So, yeah. I, I don't know. it's it, it, it as it, it is, but just depends <laughs> on where you put the emphasis. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's right. That's right. Exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, we look at these three guys and just look at this, this theme of abandonment. Mm. And, uh, there's something, Jason, I think I've, I've shared with you already, but, um, quite often when I reflect on, on loneliness, um, with times we feel lonely, mm. we're not really lonely. You mm. know what I mean? Like I still, have, I know that my wife's still with me, and my my kids are there that love me. I know my parents are always thinking about me. You know they've uh, and, and so many other people. But when we convince ourselves that we're lonely, and and you know, uh, relationship Australia back in two thousand eighteen, they did a statistic, and uh, one in three Australians suffer from loneliness. Mm. But I don't know what the statistics are
0: after COVID. Yeah, I you know. I suspect even more.
1: Yeah, they mm. said that, they said that the, um, uh, and I only, I only, uh, I heard this for, through a podcast, but they said that the 18 to 25 year olds in Australia during COVID, their statistic went up, uh, quadrupled, quadrupled mm. in, feeling lonely yeah. because you know they stayed home and everything like that and mm. this this uh, feeling of loneliness no, none of us like it but sometimes when I think about Calvary I realize that none of us really know what loneliness is only Jesus Jesus is the only one that's experienced true loneliness you know like mm. what it means to be lonely because today people have told me you know I could be in a room a hundred people around me and I feel alone mm. you know I'm like wow what a terrible state to be in you know but I and, 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 I'm, not say, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to say, hey, look at Jesus, you know, you get over yourself. But, but what I'm saying is that that, that pain, that, uh, that epidemic of loneliness that we have, Jesus is the only real one that knows the mm. climactic or the total extent of what that means, you know.
0: And I guess, too, that, um, you know, when we do have that sense of, of loneliness or abandonment, uh, we can know that Jesus knows what we're going through.
1: Mm. Yeah, mm. I, yeah, good point, Jason. Yeah, mm. touch, that was the text he's been touched with all our infirmities, yeah, you know, and, and to, to that mm. huge of an extent. Mm. But, you know, I, I know what it's like to be... Uh, to feel alone I want to share their stories in a cup yeah, yeah. in, in a minute but.
0: if you want to go back and have a listen to our past episodes, you can do that using the faith fm app or the faith fm website and that 's faithfm dot com all of our Tassie encounters episodes are on there, and uh, we 're just starting we were just speaking earlier that uh, we started our programs on the third of May david, and yeah. it was it was you and me uh, back on are. the third of May was our our first program we 've done over I think about 160 programs now. So uh, you can go back and listen to every one of those. They're online and uh, available in the app Mm. as well. David, uh, just before we get into our study today, um, would you like to pray for us?
1: Yes, let's do that. Dear Father in heaven, as we hear your word, we claim that promise that by hearing your word, our faith will be, be increased. And so we pray for that, especially as we deal with the subject of Feeling abandoned and loneliness, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: So, David, how are we going to kick off today?
1: Well, first of all, I just want to say that uh, since May, this is the first time I've done radio, and I've got to say, and I think I've mentioned it in some of our our talks, that I said when you step out in faith, God will increase, right? Mm-hmm. And doing radio, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like I enjoy doing this. This is something I have fun well, with.
0: At the beginning, I, I was uh, very hesitant and, and nervous about it. Yeah, <laughs> and I didn't think I could do it. But uh, here know, we are. Here we are. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're 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 living proof of what we've been saying. You know, mm. we're we're walking what we're talking. And mm. uh, yeah, God God is good. But I want to say that um, I've experienced this as a as a child. I can't remember exactly how old I was, but I was old enough in Auckland, there's a place called the Avondale Markets, and on Sunday morning, it's a hub of activity. There's live bands, there's street food, there's a whole heap of people selling their um, selling their fruit and their veggies. Sounds
0: a bit like Salamanca Markets down in Hobart here.
1: But in Salamanca Markets, there was this gentleman, because I, I worked at the um, flea markets in my teen years, there was this gentleman that, that, uh, would sell all this stuff, just random junk. And I asked him one time, just walking past doing some work, I said, Hey, Christopher, what, where do you get all this stuff from that you're selling? And he said, the junkyard.
0: <laughs> oh, wow.
1: I said, you're kidding me. And I said, no. And I said, how much do you make in a day? It's about 300 to 500 every oh. Sunday. And I was like, man, we, we buy anything, you know, look. But he said, yeah, people come and go, Oh, I need that for my, Oh, I need that part for my thing. You know, I'm like, wow, that's amazing. But this flea market is so busy. One day, I think I spotted some uh, cotton candy or something and I let go of mum's hand. And uh, before I knew it, I looked up and I didn't know where mum was, you know, because everyone's taller than me. You know, I'm like, um, I'm up to everybody's uh, waist probably. And um, I couldn't see, you know, when I called mum, about, you know, 10 faces turned around to have a look at who this kid was. And I was like, oh, okay, there's lots of mums. But um, I figured out, oh, there's this is this flight of stairs that goes up into this hall, this function hall. So I went up to the flight of stairs, and from that vantage point, I just looked down you know, and, see, and I could see this woman just pushing through the crowd, you know, looking, looking for this, looking for me. And then I knew where she was, and I called out and called out until she looked up and I was waving at her. And then she came to the stairs and gave me a good telling off. But you know, that that that, that, that feeling of oh man, you know, I don't know what to do, you know, like I don't, I don't know what to do. How do I find my mom now? Just so yeah. that that feeling of oh, okay. But I never entertained what was going to happen next. But the next thing I'm going to tell you is when. I abandoned my child, <laughs> my daughter. I, I can see it there in the studio too. I can see her from where I'm sitting. She was two years old, so you can imagine her being much, more, much more smaller. And uh, we used to go to IKEA Sunday morning again. Sunday morning is a hub of activity, and I think three quarters of the people there just were there for the cheap breakfast. Mm, we used to put on this yeah. nice. So we used to go there for a bit of a treat, and um, my, my my wife went to get get the food, and I had my my son with me. He was about five at the time, and I said to him, "Hey." you stay at the table really quickly and we we'll grab one of the um, the um baby chairs and I'll bring it around for your sister. He said, okay. So I walked to the baby chair, which was about five meters away. I turn around and my son's right next to me. I said, who's, where's he? <laughs> you know, where, where is she? And he said, oh, um, back at the table. We went back to the ba- table, she wasn't there, and my heart just kind of stopped. Uh. You know, I was like, oh, man. this." Feeling, and I felt like, oh, man, I've left my daughter, my poor daughter, I can't. And I was just just probably like my mum. I was going around the room trying to find out, where is she? I can't find her. And, uh, you know, uh, um, and so, my, my, my wife hadn't come back yet. And so I said to her, let's say a prayer. So we prayed. And uh, we kept on looking. And this man came up to me and goes, oh, mate, are you looking for that girl over there? And pointed across the room. And there was this this girl and this mother, this woman just trying to reassure her or something. And she's just in the middle of the the. Uh, between these tables crying, you know, but inside me, I was just relieved, you know, but those, um, that feeling of being lost, Mm. and and alone, and not being able to find my mum, it was a terrible feeling, like I can tell the story, because it has such an impression on me, you Mm. know, and I can tell the story of losing my daughter, because, you know, I just felt stupid, I felt, I felt bad, I felt, oh man, this is what it's like to, to abandon someone, but, yeah, those those are things I don't want to experience again. And you know, just just latching onto those um, those thoughts and emotions. I hope our listeners can do the same thing and think of a time like that, as we start focusing on what Jesus must have went through. Mm, you know?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to go to a break. Here is uh, "Love You Never Let Me Go" by Savannah Ellis. to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and this morning we're speaking with David Leo about the abandonment of Jesus, really, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it is. But, and yeah. also about uh, how uh, we can sometimes feel abandoned, but uh, Jesus was the one who really, truly was abandoned uh, on his way to the cross and uh, on the cross itself. Yeah. yeah, So we're going to uh, delve into that a little bit more, but uh, earlier we talked about... Um, uh, a funny little passage in, in Scripture, and we're going to get into that shortly. But before we do, I'm just going to ask a question What have you done in the past to help you through a time when it seems like everyone has abandoned you, and even it might feel like God has abandoned you? What have you done in the past to help you through that? Text us in on 0488 880891. That's our Tassie Encounters number 0488 880891. <laughs> What have you done in the past to help you through a time when it seems like everyone has abandoned you? Even perhaps you feel like God has abandoned you. Text us in; we'd love to hear your answers. What's this funny story, David?
1: Well, wow. and we uh, were looking at Mark, and in Mark fourteen. In fact, let me let me just say a promise first before we get into this. Uh, one of my favorite favorite promises this is in the front of my Bible. Can you see that? Yeah, this this is my preaching Bible. Yeah. So in Joshua one verse nine, sometimes when I have to, when God gives gives a message to to share, I'm not really comfortable sharing it. I think, oh, they're not going to like this, Lord, you know. Mm. And I have (laughs) to, I have to claim this promise. But even in our times of loneliness, Deuteronomy one verse nine says, "I have have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go." That is a promise that that comes from the Bible. Wherever Mm. we are, wherever we um, find ourselves in whatever situation, when we're feeling lonely too, God says, no, I'm always with you. Mm. Another part of the Bible says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Mm. But the the story we're going to is Mark 14, and it's in verses 51 and 52. And this is – so the the sequence is Jesus is praying in the garden. He gets – yeah, so, gets, so when he
0: was being arrested, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: They they come out of the blue. They interrupt the the, mm-hmm. the, the season of prayer, and um, you know all this exciting drama of arresting Jesus. Judas are has betrayed him. And after the arrest, and after all the, um, after the disciples have left and abandoned Jesus, in verses fifty one and fifty two, there's a strange insert from Mark. And it's really interesting. I still don't know what to make of it, but I do know that Mark doesn't throw things in for no reason, mm. right? And it says uh, in verse 51 and 52, do you mind reading it? Yeah.
0: Now a certain young man followed him, having a linen cloth thrown around his naked body. And the young man laid hold of him, and he left the linen cloth and fled from them naked.
1: Yeah, so that's all that's mentioned of him. Mm. Afterwards, we didn't hear about this, young man that had this linen cloth that was covering him, that was following Jesus. And uh, just before that verse, just before that, those two verses, it says, then they all forso- forsook him and fled.
2: Mm.
1: And then it talks about this young man. And then mm. we go, oh, what's this about? And after verse 52, after it talks about this young man, Jesus is taken to this, uh, what, what do you call it, a, a trial that is corrupt. You know, yeah, this I mean, is with
0: the chief priests. That's right.
1: With mm. the Sanhedrin, chief priests, the Pharisees, the um, the scribes, the, elders, you know, the, the Sadducees. Scribes, yeah. they're, they're all together now to do this corrupt trial on Jesus Christ. But this young man, who's this young man? So, you know, I, I did a bit of study, looked at some some, um, <clears throat> some commentaries and some things to find out, oh, who's, who is this young man? We don't know who it is. Some scholars have um, have made some, some conclusions, but again, they're not certain either. One said that it is poss- possibly John Mark inserting himself into the story himself. But in any case, in any case, um, we can we can certainly deduce that there's something about mentioning the linen cloth, the naked body, and uh, you know we we look at, um, for example, this story reminds me of a guy in the Old Testament where he he left his garment because something bad was about to happen, mm. right? You know what I'm talking about, Joseph.
0: Yeah, yeah, Joseph and Potiphar's wife. Yes, that's right. You know, he was like,
1: "I'm I'm not engaging in this thing," and he he took off. And um, you know, we're told too in in the Bible that to to flee, you know, Mm. to flee when things happen like that.
0: Uh, did somebody grab him or something here? Like, um, I'm, I'm, this translation doesn't make it well. In my mind, I can't quite understand what what went on here. And that. it says, "And the young man laid hold of him, and he left the linen cloth and f- fled from the naked." Does that mean somebody grabbed him?
1: Yes. So the followers have all left. You know, they've all left and forsaking him, and they were afraid of getting arrested themselves, mm. right? And so there are people that have come with this. Posse you know the the Roman soldiers and mm. the and all the uh, Sadducees and the the Pharisees that are involved and um do you remember when the when the woman was going to get stoned mm. and they said from young men to Pharisees? you know when they talk about young men sometimes they're forty years old, but these these are guys like the rich young men these are guys that are are going to be the leaders mm. these are guys that are going to be part of and they're saying, hey, you can come with us too you're one of the the people that have done wrong by hanging out with Jesus." Mm. And, you know, these are the young men that that uh, attempt to arrest him, yep. but he takes off. But in, in Amos 2 verse 16, it says, uh, well, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but it says even the strongest warriors, it's talking about Israel, when Israel's getting judged, even the strongest warriors will flee naked. And then when you break it down, that nakedness means uh, shame, shame yeah. and guilt. Yeah. And it takes us back to Adam and Eve as well, mm. that the nakedness was shame and guilt. And it's saying here... Um, those who forsake Jesus are going to be left with shame this feeling of shame
2: mm.
1: and we see that we saw that in Peter last week right mm. and so this young man that we don't know about he he, he represents us in this story <laughs> he puts a he puts a thing out to us uh, a challenge out to us what, what about you you know are you the same we read about Peter <laughs> Peter said in Matthew I like the way Matthew says it, it says yeah, others may stumble, Lord. Others might forsake you, but me, I will never forsake you. you know that. Oh, those words of confidence and and uh, yeah, such. Oh, and and all of us have it. You know, I think it's, it's admirable. But I think I said last week in a time of crisis, it really does show. Yeah, it really does reveal where where our commitment's at. Mm. You know, and so this young man, he's he, whoever he is. If it is John Mark, he's basically revealing his own testimony. Even me. I took off too, you <laughs> know i couldn 't you know as soon as the as soon as the crisis hit
0: you 're out of there, yeah mm. and I guess that 's how we are sometimes isn 't it when uh I guess it 's when the rubber hit the road hits the road and and this is why I guess we need to develop that sense of endurance and and faith yeah. to hang in there when things get tough
1: absolutely, absolutely, mm. Jason, you remind me you know um uh, we we just praise the Lord. We had a really awesome Sabbath at Devonport. We had um, uh, we had a, a guy named Bill and a young lady named Abby that um, that got gave their lives to Christ in commitment to say I want to be a disciple, right? Mm. And so they got baptized. And I, I find myself, Mum and Dad told me the story that when they got baptized, they had um, they had a year of study and then they, um, you know, they had all these this big bigger story. Don't have time to get into it, but they said out of the 19 people that were baptized on that, that that particular Sabbath, they're the only couple that's left as faithful Seventh-day Adventist disciples. Mm. Everyone else have left. Mm. You know, just over, over the years, and they don't know the stories of everyone, but, you know, at, at fleeting moments, we say, yeah, we want to do this, and mum and dad have served to me. Now that I'm a pastor, when I, when somebody says I want to be baptized, I, I ask, you know, I ask the big question, say, hey, listen, and when Christ when these things to happen you know, will you hold on to faith will you will you believe in the Bible and this is why i'm I'm so um passionate about people believing in what God says when he says, "I will never leave you or forsake you that we hold on to that, regardless of oh, I feel like everyone's abandoned me oh but God said this you know like stay the course, stay the course when even when things get get tough that um uh,
0: before what? we uh before we go on to the next passage of Scripture, David, um, we asked our, question, our listeners a question. Uh, what have you done in the past to help you through a time when it seems like everyone's abandoned you? Mm. Might even feel like God has abandoned you. Uh, I'm going to put that question to you. What have you done?
1: I, so this this has happened a, a couple of times. Um, I've claimed the promises of God. This mm. is when I'm a Christian. Mm. right? I've claimed the, the promises of God and mm. said things like, you said you'll never leave me, for, forsake me. Mm. You said that anywhere I go, that you'll give me that land. You know, you, you said that. Um, you know, I say the story of Daniel, you know, with the lions. Even when you were there, you know, and I go through these stories in my prayer, and as I keep talking about what God has done, I realize, man, I'm not. You know, this is, there's a bigger picture to this, right? But when I wasn't a was Christian, I remember when I was 11, <laughs> and probably in my teens as well, when I felt that way. <laughs> The irony is I want to find somewhere I can be alone yeah. so no one, can, no one can see me yeah. in my despair. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting, isn't it? Well, um, we've had uh, somebody text in and share. We'll, we'll share that after the break. Oh, but awesome. um, we'll, we'll go to this song. This is uh, a song called This My Anchor, Kevin and Jennifer Petrie. And uh, right after, do you? Yes, I did. Awesome. And uh, after the break, we'll go on to Mark chapter fifteen, and uh, we'll delve into the story Mm. where Jesus faces Pilate.
3: This my anchor, firm secure soul is fastened ever sure I have found in waters deep there's a hand that safely keeps we have this hope that ties the soul to the endless Flowing well From the waters Of His side There I find healing And there Promise, he will be a priest whose blood will cover me in his promise, strong and true. There is covenant renew. We have this hope that. Ties the soul to the endless flowing well from the waters of his side. There I find healing, and there I hide. Through the veil, there is a Where I see my savior's wounded side, there a high priest who will ever be sacrificed for me. This my anchor, firm, secure. My soul is fastened ever sure I have found in waters deep There's a hand that safely keeps There's a
2: hand that safely
0: This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Faith FM and this is Tassian Cowlers with David Leo this morning. Now, David, uh, a person by the name of David from Western Australia, Perth, Western Australia, has texted in. Hey, David. And I'll just quickly share his little story. He says, I remember a time when our second daughter was about two and we had gone to Hillary's Boat Harbour in Perth, Western Australia. We were ordering hot chips and asked my nephew, who at the time was 10, to hold her hand. But there are a lot of people around and someone must have bumped his hand and she had wandered off. We panicked but found her some distance away trying to put her legs mm. through the railings wow. where there was water below. Praise God that we got her, got to her, and took her back to enjoy the chips. <laughs> my wife, uh, because of the incident, couldn't eat her chips. She lost her appetite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, my it's wife a, would probably be the same. It's a scary event. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyway, praise God that uh, you found your daughter safe. Yeah.
1: I actually didn't when my when I lost my daughter, I didn't say anything to my wife when she came back. <laughs> but it was my son that opened his mouth and <laughs> got me into trouble. But yeah, it was, uh, oh wow. So he, he understands that um, the feeling of oh man, I've lost somebody. You know? yeah. the feeling of oh, somebody's going to think I, I left them.
0: Yeah. But yeah, we've been need to get into Mark chapter fifteen. Yeah, so we're
1: looking at, we're looking at, um, one verse, one ver uh, Mark 15, you know, 1, one to five. That's it. And this is Pilate. Yes. You know, Pilate, the guy that was responsible from the Roman, uh, empire, and he was responsible for that part, part of the world, and, um, it was in, it was in his, his lap to make a decision. And, uh, this, this is a, Mark is, makes it brief, but in John, John 18, we get a much bigger, discourse between the two, but right. uh, yeah, would you mind reading verses 1 to 5, yeah. please?
0: Yeah. It says, immediately in the morning, there's that immediately, immediately again. Yeah, oh, good on you, Jason, you, it up. you
1: packed it up, <laughs> you picked it up.
0: The mm. chief priests held a consultation with the elders and scribes and the whole council, and they bound Jesus, led him away, and delivered him to Pilate. Then Pilate asked him, are you the king of the Jews? He answered and said to them, <clears> or said to him, it is as you say. And the chief priests accused him of many things, but he answered nothing. Then Pilate asked him again, saying, Do you answer nothing? See how many things they testify against you. But Jesus still answered nothing, so that Pilate marveled.
1: Yeah, so Mark sums up a greater discourse. You find in John there's this conversation that's happening between Jesus and Pilate, and Jesus says, This is who I am. And he's, what Pilate's trying to do, He's trying to, he's trying to get, um, Jesus to commit the crime of treason. Because he wants Jesus to say, I am the king. Mm. You know, not, not, um, not Caesar. I'm the king. You know, he's Mm. trying to get that out of him. But Jesus keeps responding and answering directly to what Pilate, Pilate's trying to be political and Jesus is trying to be personal. Mm. He's getting right to Pilate's, um, you know, what Pilate's going through. And at that time, uh, Pilate's wife had a dream and she dreamt that you know he should let her let him go He's, it's not somebody you should be putting on trial mm. and so in the conversation jesus makes this mention and says uh, people of truth people of truth will understand what's going on and he asks the question well, what is truth and what we read in john is he asks the question then he walks away he doesn't want to know what truth is mm. you know like he you ask the question hang out for a while mm. <laughs> and let it marinate for a bit
0: but, but what, there's a reason why he
1: doesn't want to know the truth. What what do you reckon it is,
0: Jason? Because I guess the truth will uh, will upset the people, the local people. Correct. And what, what he, he wanted to he wanted to keep the 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 religious leaders and the the Jews yeah, happy. Yeah,
1: that's right. And the reason his whole motive for keeping them happy is because he wants to keep his job.
0: It's out. Right. Yeah. You know,
1: he doesn't want to lose mm. his reputation. Mm. And so I, I bring this encounter with Jesus, Pilate's encounter with Jesus, up because it puts us in that place. Mm. I mean, do we do we really want to know who Jesus is when when we understand the risks? You know, whatever it may be, it may be um like my my mum and dad when they made that decision, they knew that you know in, in the Samoan culture, in the island culture, and others uh, can can relate to this. Religion isn't just um, a choice of a preference or a conviction. Okay. I believe this. I'm, I'm going to join this in their mind. The religion that you join or the, the denomination, that is basically tied with your family. You know, so it's one and it's one with your identity. So if you're, if you've got two brothers and two sisters and mom and dad and you all go to the same church, mm, you know, like it's you, part
0: of your identity. That's
1: right. It's mm. part of your identity. And when you leave, they're saying you're, you're going against. The family, Mm. you're going against the village, you know, and Mm. my dad came from a Catholic background and my mom came from a Methodist background, you know, so, and and at the time, they were, both of them weren't faithful Christians, Mm. you know, but when they heard this, they realized, man, our our lives aren't right, we've got to change, but the next stage was, well, if we do this, our mom mom and dad and our our brothers and sisters are going to say, you know,
0: there's a cost to it.
1: There's a cost, mm. and sure enough, when they when they um, re- when they shared their uh, convictions and these newfound this newfound faith that they had, they were told, "If you do this, you know we're not you're no longer part of the family. You know mm. we can't we can't accept this." And so it happened. They went through with the decision, and uh, for a couple of years, you know they um, they respected the decision and kind of uh, you know, worked worked still work with the family when things happened you know when um, there were things where family had to get involved and Dad were still there still continuing what we did before but you know there was that tension of Mm. you know and then years later um, uh, dad's sister gets baptised into the church wow and then
0: dad's brother so that there's a there's a there's a reward for that endurance oh man
1: there (laughs) there is and there's 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 not enough of it you know Mm. like um I can I can imagine being a having a respectable position in the Roman Empire would have been something to, to desire and something to envy. Mm. You know, and so when he's engaging with Jesus and Jesus just continues to say these things that are real and true, he's thinking to himself, Man, I I can't do this.
2: Mm.
1: I have to I have to throw you under the bus, mate. You know, like you I said, everything you're saying, I feel my heart moving, you <laughs> know, I believe what you're saying. I, I truly believe that you're not even a criminal, but the people are talking. Mm. The people are talking. The people are shouting and saying, i got to do this. You know, and so, and I've been saying this a lot lately, Jason, and perhaps um, there's, there's a text in Galatians 1 verse 10. And Paul asked the question. <laughs> he asked the question toward the, towards Jesus' followers. Um, am I here to please men? Or am I here to please God? And that's a really that's a that proposition. If that was, you know, that, that must have been the wrestle that Pilate was going through. Mm. I think, you know, this person speaks with wisdom. The words he, you know, the words of the creator is coming through, and there's something happening inside his body and his brain, and he knows it. He so, said, "Oh, I, I can't handle this any longer." Mm. And then he just, when he put through the Greek philosophy of the time, this Roman Roman Empire person throws out the Greek philosophy. What is truth? Hmm. He realized, uh oh, I've I've thrown my <laughs> I have put my foot in it this time. You know, and before we can even get in the conversation, I'm going. I don't want to hear any more. This is too much. Yeah, you're gonna say Jason you're gonna say something,
0: Jason? Um no, I'm not sure what I was gonna say. Oh actually. okay, yeah, I thought yeah, I, thought no, I thought no, we'd no. jump in there. No.
1: But yeah, just to, just imagine that um, People go through it all the time when they come to an understanding. When they open the Bible, they go through the journey. They get to know who Jesus is. Those challenges come out. I love what Timothy Callis says. Timothy Callis, um, he's a pastor in uh, in America, but in New York, and he says, <laughs> "We don't open the, we we don't study the Bible. The Bible studies us.
0: Mm, you know, that's true. And
1: the more you get into it, it just reveals these bits and yeah. pieces. And when it says David, he got." To That that cotton candy that got you lost, you don't need cotton candy. (laughs) Get rid of it. Oh, okay. David, you know, like the reason why you're feeling angry the other day is because you're feeling proud Mm. and somebody stepped on your toes and you know, you have that pride there. Oh man, I gotta let go of that, you know.
0: I can't remember where that verse is, but it says, you know, um, that when, where there's lightness that exposes the Darkness you know that it exposes our flaws when we, when we read truth, when we see truth, when we hear truth, mm-hmm. sometimes it feels uncomfortable oh, because it, ac- it actually uh, it, it exposes us it exposes yeah. our flaws and yeah. our weaknesses and
1: yeah and it 's a, it's a, it's an amazing thing right mm-hmm. and so Jesus, in his most vulnerable time it, you 've got to put in context jesus, his disciples have abandoned him now. Mm. He's standing before the representative of the Roman Empire and he's still in the business of saving souls. Yeah. Yeah. Pilate, I want to save you. (laughs) Pilate, I want to save you. You get to know me. You know, even though you're feeling uncomfortable right now and it doesn't feel good, I know that your job's on the line. Pilate, I'm appealing to you. Mm. You know, I want you to be in the kingdom. Oh, what a good Jesus! What a great Jesus.
0: We're going to go to break, but before we do, the book offer for today that we've got, a free book offer, is called No Greater Love, True Stories of the Ultimate Sacrifice. It's by Carl Huffner. And uh, No Greater Love is a compilation of timeless stories of human sacrifices and divine love. It's full of inspirational stories of those who made the ultimate sacrifice for others, both known and unknown. This book will be perfect for family or school or whoever is... Uh, You know, really just trying to understand that love that Christ had for us and in particular the ultimate sacrifice that he paid for us. So we'll give you the code after the break. And uh, right now this is uh, Luke and Silma Willakai to the end.
2: Should be for the Lord soon.
0: Welcome back to Faith FM. This is Tazzy Encounters. And before the break, we promised a code for the book that we're going to give away. To the, the book is called No Greater Love. It's True Stories of the Ultimate Sacrifice by Carl Hafner. Mm. Now, uh, David, you were saying that uh, you've met Carl.
1: Yeah, Carl Hafner is a really good storyteller. And uh, yes, some, thank you for the feedback for someone who said, you know, they enjoy the stories. Uh, this guy. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid and I heard him telling stories. Awesome! So, um, if you've got kids, get this book. If you've got a you know group of people that you love um, sharing your faith through stories, then I really encourage you to get this book.
0: Okay, so the code for the book is Logos fourteen L O G O S one four. No spaces. Text that into zero four eight 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 zero eight nine one. David, we've got six and a half minutes left, mm. and uh, we've got to tell the story of Barabbas. Yeah.
1: Let's go for it. Let's read it. Let's read read it. So this is uh,
0: Mark 15, verses 6 to 15. Now at the feast he was accustomed to releasing one prisoner to them, whomever they requested. And there was one named Barabbas, who was chained with his fellow rebels. They had committed murder in the rebellion. Then the multitude, crying aloud, began to ask him to do just as he had always done for them. But Pilate answered them, saying, Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? For he knew that the chief priests had handed him over because of envy.
1: Mm, so how? look at that. Mark, Mark mentions. He knows. Mm,
0: yeah. Yep, he knew. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd so that he could should rather release Barabbas to them. Pilate answered and said to them again, mm. What then do you want me to do with him who you call the king of the Jews? So they cried out, Crucify him. Then Pilate said to them, Why? What evil has he done? But they cried out all the more, crucify him. So Pilate, wanting to gratify the crowd, released Barabbas to them, and he delivered Jesus after he had scur- scourged him to be crucified. What, mm. does, what does that mean, after he'd scourged him? Is that like a the whipping? whipping? Yeah, yeah the,
1: the 49 plus one. Goodness. All right? And so, yeah, because he was hoping, he was, he was trying to pass the buck. Yeah. He was hoping that would be enough. That's going to satisfy them. Mm. But to crucify him? Oh, I didn't know it was going to go that far. And he was trying his best. You sure you're making the right decision? And and the irony here is um, uh, Bar- Barabbas? Barabbas.
0: Barabbas. That's in, why I say it. <laughs>
1: Bar- Barabbas. The, the, the meaning of his name means son of the father. Yeah. Bar, son of Abbas, father. And and when you look at Jesus' prayer, he refers to his father's Abba, Abba, yeah. father. You know, he's praying to the father. And then they have this decision to make: Do we choose the son of the father that has killed people? In his rebellion against the Roman Empire, against his, you know, like his uh, basically terrorism mm. <laughs> inside Jerusalem, and he's got he's got his posse with him as well. Do we choose him, or do we, do we choose this other man?
0: He hasn't done anything wrong. He hasn't done anything <laughs>
1: wrong. He's preached. That, Preach sermons that people love to hear. He tells parables and stories
0: that, that
1: raises people's value, and mm. he's healed people. He's, you know, and he's made. He's done. He's done good for the community. Mm. People, lo- you know, people love this guy. And the chief priests get them to stir up. Hey, you know, crucify him, crucify him, and and just like Pilate, you know, it puts us in that decision. Pilate, he chooses reputation, uh, pleasing the people. His, uh, you know, even against his wife's. Dream, which is divine, right? It uses. Oh man, I have got to keep my reputation and please the people. And then we come to the, we come to Barabbas and the people, the, the multitude that are there. Now they have to make a decision. Do we choose the one that's going to just satisfy and, and keep me in my life and continue as I am? Just you know, this 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 uh, this is going to feel justified. We're freeing a person. We're doing good. Mm. But really, it's good for me.
0: (laughs) It's interesting, this this passage here where it says, but the chief priest stirred up the crowd. You know, there's this crowd mentality, and and in this case, it was led by the chief priest. Oh,
1: man. Yeah. Led by the chief priests. Mm. Yeah, the one that should be leading the crowd to give glory to God.
0: Yeah, but they were saying, uh, release Barabbas. Yeah. And And crucify him.
1: And then you, and it's, you know, just, just, just imagine that, you know, like we've just, we've just seen Jesus. Um, he's been betrayed by one of his disciples at the time of the arrest. All the disciples have left. Um, when he stands with Pilate, he stands alone. Pilate brings him to the crowd. Jesus stands alone and they look at Bar- Barabbas and say, we want him freed, not him.
0: Mm.
1: And he just looks him in the eyes, you know. He says you know, this this is Jesus that says, forgive them for they know not what they do when he's on the cross you know, this is the, the this is the point of loneliness where you just you know in your heart you just hope that these things will happen, but he's abandoned in every sense now, you know like the 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 he's, people are not for him, yeah, and uh you know and it feels like, and the, having the, the people children, are
0: against him, the disciples have left <laughs> oh man, you know, and, everyone's gone."
1: You know, Jason, I, 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 um, some, sometimes when I minister to the, uh, the older folk, you know, the folk that are in the, in the homes, the nursing homes where the kids, uh, just don't have the capacity to look after them and things like that. And they talk about those type of feelings, you know, they look at their children, they think about the past, the, how they grew up, and they feel like, oh, man, where are they now? You know, like, we're, we're, and you just think, man. And I remember saying to one person who was a retired minister, at a nursing home, and I said, "Hey, Jesus knows how you feel. It doesn't. It doesn't make it better. It doesn't make it okay that this is happening to you. Mm. But Jesus, like like you said earlier, Jesus can touch with these infirmities too. Mm. You know. And um, yeah, this this this, this is what they, He's not the only one that said this. This is what I hear often in the nursing nursing space. They said, they just say, you know what, Dave, um, I'm just waiting to die. That's mm. what I'm doing. Mm. I reflect on life and I wait to die. I'm like, man." Mm. That's think you know, like, and they they just enjoy they enjoy half an hour of conversation, you know. This is but they're feeling oof, looking at his children.
0: Is a yeah, thought that um, that's just that's come to me just about this passage that we're talking about? Sometimes you know, truth makes us uncomfortable, and Jesus spoke truth to these chief priests and mm, religious leaders, yes. and it made them feel uncomfortable. Yes, but I, I'm guessing that that Jesus' motive in challenging them and saying some harsh words at times was to turn them yeah. was to turn their hearts yeah. around yep. and yet they they stood firm and in fact they reacted to that even more yeah. uh, to the point where they they shouted crucify him and i think that's important for us isn't it so, sometimes we're challenged oh yeah we can react badly and and stand our ground or we can think about it and say why is this challenging me and what's god trying to tell me here you know yeah. in terms of there's something in me that Needs to change. Needs to change. Yeah.
1: And it's interesting you bring that up, Jason. You know, all my life, uh, I started. I had my first temperament test. You know, uh, when I was about fifteen, I think, and it came up phlegmatic, sanguine. And what's that? So I looked up the phlegmatic, sanguine yeah. part, and it hasn't changed. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I'm, I'm 42 now, It hasn't changed. Yeah. And, and I and I realized, you know, that hard talk, I need that. Phlegmatic needs that. Right. Hey, you gotta stop doing it. Do, do yeah. Oh. Oh yeah, they're telling me I need to stop doing that, I got to do this, you know. Like, but the the the, the challenge that, like you said, all these people that have said, oh, "How dare you challenge us?" Now, now it's our turn. Mm. We're going to show you who's boss. Mm. And little do they know, in his heart of hearts, says, "Man, I love you." You know that, like you said, I'm trying to reach you in a way that will will save you. You know. Ah. Oh.
0: And I guess uh, one of the other takeaways today, David, is that um, we might face some hard times in the future and we need to hang on and uh, we need to trust in God.
1: Yeah, There may be a listener that's going through that right now. Mm. If you're feeling lonely, uh, allow Jason and myself to remind you that the Bible Mm. says that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous. Everywhere you go, God goes with you.
0: Well, David, this is our last live program for a little while. We'll be back on the 31st of January with uh, new new topics, new content and mm-hmm. uh, a new live program. We've got some new presenters starting as well in, in January, so that'll be a surprise. But uh, for your uh, program, this is our last live one for this year.
1: Yeah. It's
0: been fun. But of course, for the next uh, six or seven weeks or so, I haven't actually counted how many between now and the 31st of January, but uh, we will be replaying our episodes starting back in uh, the 3rd of May. So uh, if you've missed out on those episodes, you can still tune in every Monday and you can pick up those episodes um, again. And uh, yeah, hopefully, awesome. uh, hopefully you'll benefit from that as well. Uh, but David, I'll be pleased to join you again in uh, yeah. in the end of January. Likewise, and of course, join us tomorrow with Gary Webster's last program for this year: the death and uh, the death of death and beyond. Remember our book off of today: No Greater Love: True Stories of the Ultimate Sacrifice. Logos, Logos fourteen is the code to send in. So we just hope and pray that uh, wherever you are, you can experience God's blessings today mm. and. Uh, Amen. Enjoy the rest of your day. This song is Which Way Will You Choose by the Forbes family. As the
3: world becomes entwined in the lies from Satan's mind, a leader will arise to take the reins. Sing love, bring us peace if you put your hope in me. Renounce the name of Jesus or be slain. Which way will you
2: choose Which way will you choose You got everything to gain You got everything to lose
3: As the masses take his mark believe a lie to chill their hearts They'll know the time has come To seal the face Those who claim to Will refuse and pay the cost as God redeems His own from the sea of hate. Which way will you choose?
2: Which way will you choose? You got everything to gain. You got everything.
3: to an end. Hope will tumble down again. The Lord will make them feel their sin and shame. You can make the choice right now. Trust in Christ, our hope and crown. Or watch the world you love go up in play
2: Which way will you choose? Which way will you choose? You
3: got everything to gain. You got
2: Which way will you choose? Which way will you choose? You've got everything to gain. You've got everything to lose.
3: This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.